So this is going to be a, this is kind of a weird way to start the show. But um, do, are you uh, what what kind of underwear are you wearing right oh, now? Oh, I I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's put it this way: if you're not ma- wearing Mac Weldon, uh, then Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Probably true. Yeah, they believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Uh, it was, uh, it could not have been easier to get, um, uh, delicious underwear to put on my body, uh, when shopping at the Mac Weldon. Please put it on your body. Do not eat it. (laughs) Delicious as it may be. Uh, all of their products are naturally antimicrobial. Oh man, I'm so excited about this underwear. I can't even speak naturally antimicrobial, which means that they eliminate odor. And that's exactly what you want in a pair of underwear or a t-shirt or um, socks they make all that stuff and it's all great they want you to be comfortable so if you don't like your first pair you can keep it and they will still refund you no questions asked uh which is pretty cool and but you know frankly they can do this because there's really no way you're not going to like these things not only do do they have like i just said not only do they have underwear socks the shirts look good they perform well too and it's good for working out and i've done that it's good for going to work i've done that going out on dates i've done that just everyday life with my wife by the way just oh yeah thanks thank you yeah. for clarifying <laughs> in case anybody was concerned. everyday life though you haven't done that Nothing everyday about... life i'm still looking forward yeah. to everyday life yeah. i would say they they do look pretty pretty swank i wore a pair of the socks recently on a on a date night and uh they're nice looking socks yeah no, it's good. It's all good. It's all good stuff. So go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N and get 20% off your order using promo code rebound as in the name of this show. And uh, we thank not, Mac Weldon not only for sponsoring this show, but for making terrific uh, undergarments. Is there a we Mr. Love to wear. Is it a Mr. Mac Weldon or a Ms. <laughs> Mac Weldon? I don't even know. I don't know. I couldn't I tell f- you. I feel like I, I ought to know that. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you to them for sponsoring the show. And, and now we commence the talking of technology. You know, uh, you know who probably could use some Mac Weldon is um, is that Tony Fidel because uh, that guy's probably he's probably covered in flop sweat right about now, <laughs> which is important for uh, yeah the, the antimicrobial nature of that. Uh, That's right. Yeah, uh, former former Apple uh, executive. Yeah, uh, and uh, future former big... Google executive. <laughs> what did he What did he work? I can't now. I can't remember what he worked on at Apple. He worked on the it's iPod. Been... Original oh, okay, iPod. I was going to say well, but but Rubenstein also worked on the iPod. He, he was right? the but... uh, he was the software guy um because i think as i recall when they were discussing the iphone the sort of back and forth was between whether or not it should use something based on os 10 which was the scott forstall camp or something based on the ipod os which was the tony fidel camp oh, right 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 and obviously tony fidel he lost yeah um and he's he's not he's not doing so great right now so i guess so what happened was that google bought them and had uh like a a certain like a number of years that they had to like get things really rolling. Right. And they had like a 500 million a year budget in order to get up to, and they were expected to get up to 300 million in revenue. And the only way that they made that was by buying Dropcam. And the Dropcam, the Dropcam founder has basically said that, all of their stuff i mean all most of their revenue comes from dropcam mm-hmm. and that the nest stuff is not 
is hardly doing anything. So, um, there have been there has been a uh, a battle of words <laughs> over this is my is what I see going on here. This, this seems like one of those. Uh, it's one of those things where people think you know, and this is gonna, this is interesting because this happens in technology as well as management. I'm I'm not a business manager person, but people think. Ah, the key to Steve Jobs' success is that he was an asshole. (laughs) So I will be an asshole and everything will work out for me just like (laughs) it did for Steve Jobs, which is kind of the management equivalent of back in the late 90s, Apple made the iMac and it was very successful. And everyone's like, it's successful because it's blue. Let's make our computer blue. Or nowadays, Mm -hmm. it's successful because it's thin and gold. Let's make our product thin (laughs) and gold. You're not referring to anything in particular. Nothing in particular. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, But it is this sort of people like look at the very, the surface of these things. That's not Microsoft surface. That's not where I'm going with this. Yeah. Uh, People look at the surface, you know, and think like, oh, you know, X causes Y. Therefore, if I do X, then Y Mm -hmm. will happen. I mean, actually, you know, the the service is a perfect example of doing the opposite of that. And, you know, and it took them a number of years to get it correct. But now that's actually turned into a pretty good business for them. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's done so based on, like, doing things differently than what Apple does. I mean, the thing is not exactly the same as an Apple product. And it's not something that I want because I don't just don't use Windows and don't. And I prefer the Mac operating system. But there are a lot of people who do want that kind of thing, um, and they've, they've done okay with it. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up, actually. I was thinking about this last night. Um, I wanted to jot down some notes uh, for a project I was working on. Uh, and I found recently that actually for some things, doing sort of freehand notes in a notebook actually I find mm-hmm. easier. Um, yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to get in bed because it's like, you know, it's like 1139. I was like, all right, I'm going to get in bed and write down some ideas on my iPad while I'm sitting here. And I was like, man really kind of hate typing on the ipad on the screen you know i would actually be interested in just being able to write on it and i thought oh man does that mean i need a pencil um and now my question for it is how well does any of the like it doesn't seem like there's no like handwriting recognition on the pro no it's just at least not yeah i mean not there's as far as i know you can scroll stuff like as an image essentially right but it's not it's not the surface i think the one of the cool things the surface has done is made that very smart in terms of you know People, if you're going to write on it, let's turn that into text that's like searchable, editable, uh, like, or like, like the Newton used to do. Yeah, exactly. Or I mean, and for years there was a um, a secret built-in handwriting recognition system on OS 10. May still be mm-hmm. there, Inkwell, um, but it was never really exposed because there was never a first-party product that used it. Right? It was all right. third-party. Right. You could kind of do it with your uh, like a graphics tablet or something. Yeah. So which makes me, you know, which you know, obviously last night jumped me to the next question will apple potentially move in that direction with the pencil especially now that the pencil has you know expanded from just the gigantic ipad pro down to the 9.7 inch sort of standard ipad pro is that a feature that apple might be looking at integrating into the into ios as a whole um you know basically letting people use the pencil in more places and not just for like graphics tasks Mm -hmm. i don't know why they wouldn't and i if i remember correctly when the ipad first came out people speculated about that because of inkwell right yep you know that it would be part of the the feature set but it never it's never been well because steve jobs was so so vehemently anti-stylus at the time uh, yeah i mean you could have done it with the finger but that wouldn't have been it's i mean if you've ever tried to do it yeah you no. know it doesn't work very well <laughs> um and i think that's one of the things people like about the pencil a lot is that it's very fine it's very precise 
right. and that was not even true with you know if you use the third party styluses that came out and there were many and many of them were very good but none of them were really sufficient for writing with but it sounds from my impressions of people i actually still have not used an apple pencil um but my impressions from people that that have used it because they use it oh, for yeah. very fine things like artwork is that it would probably be perfectly sufficient for this thing it's just a matter of like well right now the software doesn't really support that but that's actually i thinking about it last night i had never really been someone who had been interested in getting an apple pencil before and the idea of being able to like jot down notes and stuff uh actually really appealed to me suddenly so now i'm oh, man yeah <laughs> screwing myself out of more money john <laughs> that's that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> that is true I, as far as i know yeah that's a fair point yeah um, um so the other i mean go, jumping back to fidel the other thing that happened was that some someone claiming to be an engineer for nest um there's there's two other things to this story there's someone claiming to be an engineer for for nest posted um a pretty dire depiction of what's going on inside the company right now and, life and underneath how, Tony. How, yeah how bad uh morale is uh and yeah, to your point, w- was making those comments about him being you know, <laughs> not necessarily pleasant to work for. And then the other thing that happened was uh, Nest had bought, um, was it Resolve? Is that the name? Am oh, the yeah. Name yeah. I think R E S O L V, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they bought this other home automation uh, company. And. <laughs> And they had just like launched their products like less than a year ago, right? And or at least their most Sorry, recent revolve, products. revolve, revolve, revolve. Yes, with no e. Resolve <laughs> is the thing that cleans your carpets. Um, and they uh, were acquired by Nest, and now have been tasked to work on something to support Nest. And so what they they did was they they basically just canceled the not not only canceled not canceled the support for the product uh, that they had already shipped but basically canceled the service for the product so if you have one of these things it just does not work i'm anymore. i'm reading a, a link the verge has a story linking to a post from medium from some guy who's a an, an yeah. entrepreneur oh it's the hummus thing yeah, uh, right. which i'd heard about but i i like that it says on may 15th my house will stop working <laughs> <laughs> which is a little hyperbolic but yes i can you know as someone who's only barely you know dipped a toe into the home automation stuff if you know tomorrow amazon decides to turn off the echo i wouldn't be it's not like my house would stop working in fact most stuff would work fine um but there definitely would be some convenience lacking. But if you really buy into one of those home automation systems and like set up everything to work with it, you are oh, yeah. kind of you're kind of at the whim of that company. Yeah. I mean they that's like the it all functions from a back end system and if that goes offline it you it is basically just just a you know, it's like paperweight. That's fascinating. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of uh speaking of Echo. Yeah. Do you, you want to talk about your dot? Okay. <laughs> Lex isn't here to back me up. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm not as. I'm not planning on buying one anytime in the near future. But I, but it's I'm smaller not, and cheaper and cuter now, John. I'm not as Those vehemently opposed like. to them as I used to be. <gasps> Ooh, softening. I like. This. I know. I know um, yeah. 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 I have an Echo Dot, which I got uh, last week, and I've used it uh, over the weekend. I wrote a little review on Six Colors. Um, and i think it's an interesting little device it's basically for all intents purposes essentially like a smushed down version of the full echo uh as far as features go as i have not been able to find anything that the full size one can do that this can't 
Uh, the major differentiator, of course, being instead of having a giant internal speaker, uh, it instead has an audio out jack and the ability to pair with Bluetooth speakers for audio out. So the idea being sort of this is like a bring your own speaker situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty good. Um, the internal speaker on it is fine. You're not going to want to listen to music on it, but you can hear it's it's audible, right? Like you can hear interact with the voice or get like your weather report or whatever you want to do. It's fine for for spoken words, but it's really not good for music. There's basically no bass. Uh, it's very muddy. Um, but you know, as a, in doing all the things that you want the echo to do, which is listen and respond to commands, I found it to be pretty much the equal of the full size echo in my experience. Hmm. Um, so, and it's, it's half the price, it's half the price, which yeah. is very attractive. I'm sure for some people who did not want to commit to the full, uh, $180 price tag of the, of the full size echo. So, uh, if you're looking to sort of dip your toe into the echo, uh, world, without spending too much money the 90 dollars echo dot is a perfectly good uh way to do that so i i like a lot i'm not sure that having two echoes in my house really (laughs) adds anything uh as i mentioned in the article it sometimes gets a little bit confusing i've actually now assigned them separate words to trigger um because having them both respond to the same one was creepy um (laughs) because it was seriously creepy. someone i think joe joe Steele asked me on twitter uh what happens if you query both of them uh, and so I went to the living room, which is in between them, because the dots in my office and the echo is in my uh, uh, kitchen. And so I started doing queries, and they responded in perfect synchronization, like oh, the man. twins in The Shining. It was super <laughs> creepy. Um, and I'm like, ah. and then they got out of sync very quickly. Um, and I was like, all right, that's just annoying. Like, I can't deal with that. So yeah. it would be cool if this is the thing, like, fundamentally, I think back when we first started talking about the echo. It seemed weird, right? Because like you're like, oh, you're gonna have this device, like, are you? But you're only gonna have it in like part of your house. How does that really make sense? Like, doesn't you know you're not gonna buy one of these for every room in your house? And I still don't think you're gonna buy one of these for every room in your house. Um, but it would be cool if it was somehow like sort of peer to peer network, so it could take advantage of of you know like, hey, now you have like overlapping fields of speakers that should right. make it easier to resolve when I'm triggering it. Uh, but then the question is, how do you control which speaker the results are outputted to? Um, you know, there's there's interesting questions there in terms of turning this just from sort of a gadget that sits in your one room to something that's sort of more of a smart house thing, if that's right. the direction they want right. to go in. So in other words, you could say, you could say, uh, start playing um, my playlist in the living room. Yeah, exactly. I would love yeah. to see something like that. And I've wanted Apple to do something like that for a long time, too, with like, you know, use siri on your phone for example and tell it to start playing something on your apple tv um rather than having to you know mm-hmm. screw around with the remote like we should have this idea i think we should have these like assistants be more ubiquitous essentially and be things that are you know they're not necessarily associated with a single device but rather they are a service that exists that you can interact with but you're interacting with essentially different front ends of the same service that, that can that can then be turned off <laughs> or or against you <laughs> summarily summarily by the, yeah, the or manufacturer it be, or be, or it can achieve sentience and try to kill you i mean like mm, you know yeah, you got to sure. take your risks though i mean that that mm-hmm. the same thing happens with an actual assistant like they might you know you might treat them so badly that they decide to turn against you. That's called the Cat yeah. Grant School of Management. Yeah, yeah Tony. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but um, I mean, that's the rumors. You know, we've heard that maybe Siri's coming to OS X later this year. But right. I guess my 
fear slash concern with that is that it will basically be a warmed over version of the uh, Siri we've had on iOS all this time. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, because from what I understand, the the Alexa is much better at understanding actual language than right, yeah. Siri and and knows more commands, I guess. Yeah, there is a um, there. Well, they're different things, right? I mean, I've found that the Echo in general responds more intelligently to certain things. Um, I'm often surprised uh, when it when it parses essentially something that i've said in what i think is kind of in a roundabout way whereas i think sometimes siri requires you to be a little more like i'll say something phrase it slightly wrong and it won't do exactly what i want it to do um but that said you know there are plenty of things that you'll query the echo for and it will just say like i i didn't understand what you just asked me um and so uh, i think that you know i think the virtue of the echo is that the oh man i said it sorry sorry go back to yeah sleep. go back to sleep um the virtue of of alexa on the on the echo is that don't do it no go ahead. i can't say anything anymore i can't hear it the virtue of the thing on the thing um is that the hoy hoy on the doohickey the microphones are so good that they they can pick you up no matter where you are like if you've tried to do uh the ahoy telephone thing on on your iphone as I have tried occasionally in the morning, I get up and I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what the weather is. Yeah, right. I end up yelling at the thing like six times. Right. Uh, and right. I mean, I know you said you've had better luck on it on the watch than the Lex and I have. But I yeah. I find myself constantly frustrated standing there holding my wrist, either waiting for it to recognize that I've addressed yeah. it. Or once I have, it just like sits there doing the little like bouncing back and forth like pong yeah, the, dot thing the funny thing is the funny thing <sighs> is like when i usually want to when i'm probably most often want to use it it's in a stand and so it's like uh, on my nightstand in a stand so mm-hmm. the microphone part is like in this little piece of uh, wood yeah so it can't it gets it is really hard for it to hear um and then the times that it works best is when it's just like lying on a on a desk someplace or a table yeah yeah no i agree with that so i mean you know i I think that Siri needs work still if that's something that Apple's interested in pursuing. Um, but I'm not sure if that's if it's just another project that they're like, well, we tried it. It's kind of fun, kind of nice. We're not really going to devote any more time to it. Yeah, um, I think that's a mistake because I think the uh, that Amazon has showed that there's a place for that and it's actually pretty useful and people respond to it. And frankly, voice interactions with computers make a lot of sense. So. I mean, yeah. it's not for everybody, but it's it's something that I think is going to become more and more common. It sounds like, I mean, everybody was pretty excited about Hound when that came out. Yeah, I played um, around with it a little bit. You had bit. mentioned that when we when it, you know, a few episodes back. If and... I, I mean, the app for that kind of feels to me like a, <laughs> it sort of feels like a, please buy us. Like, yeah, like right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, maybe, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure it's easy to just to just buy something like that and then graft it right onto Siri. Yeah. I'm sure there aren't, there yeah. aren't any problems. Oh, yeah. That's just, it's just like plug-in. Uh, it's like dropping, you know, plug and play. Yeah, it's Legos, basically. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought, I, I played with Hound and I really did think that the, you know, its ability to parse out different things. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things that's frustrating about Siri is like, I want to give it two commands at once. Yeah. And it doesn't, it never accepts that oh yeah um, whereas you, like the most frustrating thing i always have with with any of the voice assistants is let's say i'm making a shopping list yeah. like and i do this pretty frequently yeah. where i'm like okay i'm gonna add stuff add to this my shopping list. That. add this and this and this and this, or like even just doing separate commands for them mm-hmm. like 
I just want to say add and then list a bunch of things and then to my shopping list, but they will invariably put it in one line with commas between them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and the, the, other, the thing that I always want to do is like ask it a question and then ask a question based on that question. Yes. Um, and often <clears throat> my son would be interested in some historical figure and we'll say, you know, what, when did Abraham Lincoln die? Um, and then, you know, what did he die of? Um, things like that. And, uh, it does, yeah. Obviously, does not do that. And I and I had some success with Hound doing that. Um, no. although although in that particular instance, no, it was Thomas Jefferson actually. Um, we asked we asked uh, you know what when did Thomas Jefferson die? And, and it said Thomas Jefferson died uh, September fourth, nineteen thirteen. What? <laughs> and it was doing some Thomas Jefferson that was like a an actor in the eighteen hundreds. And it was like, yeah, right. That's the Thomas Jefferson I wanted. <laughs> oh man, that's super awkward. Um, yeah, that's a that's a real problem. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that that at least is you know that that's much easier to fix than like the the parsing out of different right. sentences I mean, and things like that. What you're going for is essentially replicating human conversation, which none of these really do very well because. When you talk to a person and you say, what did Thomas Jefferson die of? And, you know, and then when did he die? It doesn't have to go like, well, I'm sorry, who are we talking about again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I just got hit in the head. <laughs> I'm the guy from Memento. Yeah, everybody in your life is the guy from Memento. I don't. Every computer <laughs> don't, in your life. I don't is remember the guy. what we were talking about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so, you know, that's the experience everybody's sort of shooting for. But obviously the human brain is, is much more complicated than computers. I hear. <laughs> I hear yeah, that's, what, that's not I, what the computer it's not what the computers say. Yeah, that's that's for sure. About us behind our backs. All right, John, I, I have an important question for you. Uh oh. How's the phone? I love the phone. Tell me more. Um well there's not a you know, there's not a lot to tell about it because if you owned a five or a five S, it's physically the same phone. Um, except it's faster and does all the you know, and is able to run the most recent version of ios without um feeling like you're walking through molasses which color did you get uh, rose gold no <laughs> everybody gold? said that you know everybody said that every single person said which color are you getting rose gold <laughs> uh <laughs> trolling i mean you know what i thought actually after i i mean i, I got space gray i've always gotten yeah uh, you know no, the, with you. um and but i thought later like maybe i should have gotten gold <laughs> maybe i should have like yeah i should have blinged it up taken a walk on the wild side but no um i i did not um i this just this to me feels like the right size phone okay and i'm perfectly happy with it it's just you know my the only thing that i'm unsure of is the future of this phone <laughs> that's obviously oh, I mean, that's you know, i'm I'll, totally I, sure of the future that's the one thing i'm sure of in this life <laughs> whatever's gonna happen next i will uh happily use this phone for for quite some time i think uh i did so this is I can't remember did, was the price of the original iPhone like an outright purchase yes, price the very or, first one? Yeah. Yeah. Um but you did have to have a contract. You did have to have a contract. The way it worked was there was a revenue split, so basically Apple yeah. got kickbacks from AT&T uh rather than mm-hmm. having a subsidy, which was kind of weird the whole time. Like that was a super odd arrangement and by the time the 3G came around, that's we switched back. Um but yeah, yeah. this is uh this has been a while since they've really heavily advertised buying a phone outright which i know you did on this one yeah because i just thought well i don't know what they're gonna do with this thing and if it's gonna be 
um, something that they, you know, I mean, who knows when they're going to update it next. They're certainly not right. going to update it in the fall. Right. Um, so the fall is going to be about, you know, most likely the iPhone 7. And I thought, well, if I pay for it outright and the iPhone 7 has something that's so absolutely amazing that I feel like I have to have it and changes that balance between feature set and screen size, then, you know, at least I'll have the option. And I mean, ideally for me, they would update it, update this phone again a year from now. But that's also questionable. I mean, maybe they would wait until the fall of 2017 to update it, or maybe they would wait two years to update it. I mean, I have absolutely no idea. So, I mean, to to a certain degree, they're kind of just trying to get that glut of people. I mean, one of the business reasons for making this phone is trying to get that glut of people who are still using older phones to upgrade, right? Right. Um, people who are on the the five, you know, five it's, S. it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine online. We were playing uh, some video games, and he was like, "Oh, I heard that Apple came out with a new small phone." And he's a very, he's a fairly, he's an engineer, but he's not like a super into to consumer technology guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking I should upgrade." Um, you know, but I, I didn't like how big the phones got. Uh, and I'm like, "Oh, what phone do you have now?" He's like, "Oh, I've got a four S." <laughs> I was like, "You, <laughs> this phone will be a big upgrade for you, dude." <laughs> uh yeah you should get one of these i think you'll be i think you'll be very happy with it yeah um so i was glad to be able to say that to him like hey you know this is a phone that's not much bigger than the one you have now um i think the added real estate that you'll get from that taller screen will be worthwhile and it's going to be way faster than what you have now because it's basically totally modern technology and clearly he doesn't care that much about upgrading his phone every year uh so that's fine that's that's well he's he's probably he's he's probably on ios probably on ios 8 right yeah i don't even know what the what that top seven i mean who who knows i don't even know what what would run on that he might be using native google maps i don't know (laughs) um (laughs) so he's (laughs) not gonna like upgrading (laughs) um yeah, so I mean, there's definitely a market out there for them. Although, there, I mean, there's no official sales figures. Obviously, people arguing that the sales have been disappointing um, from the analysts. I, I think that's a shrug. Well, I, I, I don't think take any of those numbers. No, uh, no. I mean, and like, and even the I mean, the ones that I saw, they were like, "Well, this doesn't measure everything." But like, okay, just forget it. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so I've got to. Yeah, I mean, you know, but my anecdotes are are, are <laughs> stunningly. <laughs> insights these are artisanal um, anecdotes yeah that's right yeah but i mean i have two friends i mean one uh, albert who used to work for apple and is you know pretty you know the kind of guy that keeps up and stuff like this he wants one just because he prefers a smaller phone and then my other friend mike is basically that the person who doesn't upgrade hardly right. ever and just wants to get you know tends to get the cheaper phone and um and but also still thinks that he doesn't really want a huge phone he'd rather right. have something that's smaller so I, I mean, it seems like, uh, I don't know, it seems like there are at least a fair number of people out there who yeah, uh, it's, tend, tend toward these these size phones. Yeah, I mean, it appeals to me in a sense, but I've also kind of gotten used to the 6, so I'm not yeah. sure if I'll go backwards. But I will be extremely interested to see what happens when the 7 comes down the pipe, whether or not they'll... I don't. I agree with you. I don't think they'll bump the SE. Nor does it seem like they go and make like a smaller version of the seven. But like at some point in the next couple of years, maybe those the sort of small, medium, large size phones will kind of you know stabilize, and they'll just have new versions of those every year. I don't know. Um, possible. Yeah. Um, what else is going on this week? It's been it's been kind of quiet. Post. Uh, well, Apple it was uh, Apple's fortieth. Oh yeah, anniversary, which was kind of quiet. I mean, they didn't really do. They, I think, some of them mentioned it on Twitter, but they didn't. And there they, was no like. And they put out a uh, Apple not Music playlist today. 
they, oh, put they out, did. Yeah, they put out a playlist of uh, I think it's all songs used in Apple commercials over the last forty years. Oh, <laughs> many of which I I recognized. Yeah, um, yeah. They I, remember, I I used to buy. I would hear some of those songs. Yeah, on the, particularly on the iPod ads, and think, yeah. oh, that's a good song. I should get that. They were super catchy. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. They they don't tend to. You're right. They don't tend to look back very much, right? This is not what this company does. They tend to be more of a forward thinking. I was surprised even that they did that little bit at the Apple event with the 40 years of Apple mm-hmm. Apple products. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, maybe if they make it to 50, <laughs> if they don't go yeah. under before then. No, <laughs> it's a real. It's a real risk. No, it could happen any minute. Could happen any time. I mean, the spaceship campus could sink beneath its own weight. Um. <laughs> I, I maybe they'll do something more spectacular for that. Everybody in the country gets a free phone. No, I don't know. <laughs> they could probably do that. <laughs> they probably could. Uh, I don't know that they should. Um, uh, um, so the uh, you alluded to this earlier, which was the that HP Spectre. Oh yeah, laptop, which you wrote a little bit about, which is not at all six colors, not at all related to the James Bond movie. Apparently, no, uh, no. <laughs> although you could see Blofeld using this laptop, I suppose. <laughs> Well, so here's the thing. I, I'll give him HP full credit for they. Okay, so we mentioned the like the blue you know computer phase where everybody's like that's the success, and then we had the success for a while where everybody was copying the MacBook Air. And so you look at this, and you could be pretty you know pretty correct in saying like, well, it kind of seems like they're just building off the success of the MacBook, um, which I don't even know if it's been that successful, frankly. But you know, it certainly made a statement, right? Um, but they've done this in the typical pc fashion too of like well they didn't they didn't skimp on the things that the macbook kind of does right where like they don't the macbook doesn't have a great processor mm-hmm. it has one port um the hp version has a core i processor rather than the the core m and it has three usb c ports um so you know i can understand i i again don't think necessarily that this is a direct competition cuz i i still tend to think that people who buy Right. There They're aren't that the many same. people sitting down going, should I get a MacBook or should I get an HP laptop? Yeah. I feel like yeah. your choice has already been made and the HP laptop, com- you know, competes against other PC laptops mm-hmm. or maybe yeah, I mean, you, may, you might make that choice to switch platforms once every 10 years or right. something like that. But you're, you're not, not going to bounce back frequently. and forth. It's yeah. just too much friction. Yeah. Um. So I, you know. I think what they're trying to do is bring some of the, you know, sex appeal, as it were, of the MacBook to the PC laptop industry, which is, you know, I can understand why you might want to do that because the PC industry has not been doing terribly well um, because of the encroachment of other, you know, smartphones, tablets, Surface, that kind of stuff. Like the traditional PC shipments have declined. Um, And so I, I can see why you might want to reposition as sort of a more upscale experience without skimping on power Mm -hmm. um my big question for this is you know when the eventual macbook refresh comes is whether or not apple is just going to sort of double down on this whole we're just making this very like lightweight laptop that's you know not the top of the line super powerful uh and that's that's what we're making here if you want a more powerful laptop you can go to the pro which will almost certainly be lighter as well or if they decide you know we've gotten some pushback about some of the aspects of this we're putting on a second USB-C port, for example. I would hope that they do that at least. I mean, it seems like it, it should have one more port at the least um, and then be be faster, at least in clock speed, if not necessarily moving up in the chip. I mean, my assumption has always been that this is they're kind of treating this like they did the first edition of the MacBook Air, mm-hmm. where it was super expensive. It was low powered. 
and it yeah. had some flaws and then they came out with a new version and it just fixed everything basically and made it like a super competitive computer um because they got everything working at scale and they figure out how to solve the issues that they had with the original model etc cetera, etc cetera. uh so i've been wondering if this is just a hey we've kind of you know had time and technology's evolved since then so we've been able to produce a much better version of the same product uh because otherwise i just don't see, i mean where else is that where else do you go with that honestly yeah yeah the hp one is a weird looking thing to me but it has super weird hinges that are apparently based yeah, on a cabinet <laughs> that are what they're based on a cabinet that's oh, like yeah. they're supposed to evoke <laughs> yeah, that's it looks like a it it almost looks like a 50s idea of what a yeah. future laptop would look like yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not it's not horrible looking or anything. No, I've but I've seen worse. It's yes, it doesn't help. I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was trying to figure out was whether or not they had um, the one that I keep seeing pictures of everywhere is the gold one, um, and I think they have other colors, uh, mm-hmm. but I keep trying to find them and I don't get like most of them seem to be looking at the gold model. Right. Um, I'm not sure. I think there is a silver one too, flashier. but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And it's not in this video that. Oh no, you know, it's in I think it's in the in the Verge video. Yeah. So it's sort of a um Oh man, it's kind of two tone. I show it sitting next to a, a an iPhone 6. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't quite get it. 6S, I guess. Well, the thing that's weird about making it so I hesitate to use the word blingy twice in the same podcast. <laughs> um, but the thing that's weird about that is this clearly in some ways seems like I mean HP, right? Like HP is not a style brand. Right. HP is a business brand. I have a hard time seeing executives, you know. Mm-hmm. I We're mean, maybe, maybe you're maybe you're Donald yeah. Trump executives are like, my computer's <laughs> made out of solid gold. But I feel like most people who are in like, you know, <laughs> business to use the word with a capital B and, and just sort of take in all of business. No, I feel like this is a little bit ostentatious. Right. Um, so I'm not yeah, the, the sure. gray one, the grayish silver one is much less, even though it's got like kind of a like a two tone, like a so it's got like a shiny. The back bar where that hinge goes into yeah. is is shiny, whereas the rest of it is sort of matte looking. Um, yeah, it's an yeah. interesting choice. It does look kind of MacBook ish, <laughs> but I mean, I don't get I don't get the thing with the the PC thing of putting the name of the manufacturer of the speaker system. <laughs> on, on the front of the computer it's just especially it's, on laptops where the sound is never bang and olufsen that's yeah, great <laughs> yeah i mean have you ever listened to a laptop speaker system be like yeah i don't even need yeah, right. like full I, speakers I anymore stereo, right uh yeah i don't know it's I don't, i'm not in the market for a windows pc anytime soon so yeah. this is not clearly not targeted at us but it is interesting to see the pc and especially the laptop market continue to evolve, you know, given how much they've struggled recently. Yeah. I mean, we had the, uh, I have seen, I think one of my friends, granted she works at Microsoft, has a uh, Surface Book, which is a, an interesting little computer and the fact that it's got the detachable screen and all that. Um, but this is just a laptop. Like this, they were, the Verge review was pointing out, or story was pointing out that this is like, this is not a convertible. It's not a tablet, et cetera. It's just a straight up laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting because I clearly they're trying to sort of figure maybe there's a market for high end laptops. But on the PC side, laptops are so commoditized that I just am skeptical about the success of this. As good as it might be, I'm just, I don't think that's what people shop no. overwhelmingly for. 
with yeah. PCs. So uh, I'm not sanguine about its prospects. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to see Apple, you know, at least as far as the next MacBook comes. Because I saw one in, in public not long ago and thought, that's eh, a good looking computer. I'm not going to lie. Like, I am still not sold on the keyboard. Um, and there's definitely some, you know, the trade offs right now. But it, like, it looks really nice. So. And I know Guy English likes his, um, although he's aware, all too aware of his limitations. But as someone coming from an 11 inch MacBook Air, like there's there's some something to be had there. And I think my 11 inch MacBook Air is probably never again to be updated. So time to start planning for the future, which I you hear is not, uncertain. You think not at all. Oh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't see a lot of life left in that product line. No, I know. I was just thinking maybe there'd be another speed bump or something. There but. might, but I think what's really likely to happen at the in WWC is a new version of the MacBook that's mm-hmm. a little faster. Maybe adds a second port. Fingers crossed. Right. Uh, new versions of the Pro. Right. Uh, which completely will be thinner, like completely new, yeah, yeah. thinner yeah. and lighter, which will be much more. So you'll essentially have three different. Like you'll have a 12 inch yeah. MacBook, a 13 inch MacBook Pro, and a 15 inch MacBook Pro. I think the 13 and, then, and 11 air, the airs will continue to be sold, but they won't yeah. really be maybe updated. with maybe a price cut. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that they will add USB C. I don't think they'll add Retina. No. Yeah, uh, I could be wrong about all this, but I I know I'm sure I'm sure they won't add Retina. I mean, I don't think they're 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 not investing more into updating like all the technology. The only thing I was thinking was maybe they would get a like a processor. Yeah, I don't think bump. they even. At this yeah. point, they're still pretty. I mean, I'm using an 11 inch MacBook Air from a couple of years ago, and it's it's rock solid. Like, I have no complaints about it. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a 2012. Yeah, and I, you know, I was starting to think, man, it's getting kind of long in the tooth. But at the same time, it's really not <laughs> showing the age. I mean, the 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 body of the thing, is, of course, is you know, it's solid aluminum, so it's there's nothing wrong with it at all and you know there's no like the plastic ones used to yep. chip and like my, some of them would scuffed but it's not like badly not even, scuffed yeah i travel um, with mine a lot though so yeah right i don't i'm not, not allowed out of the house because of the ankle bracelet but um the 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 speed of it seems even fine for most oh, yeah. mine, for most I mean, things the only thing i mean the only thing that ever that ever happens is every once in a while there's a game like firewatch yeah. that i want to play that is not you know you supposedly can't run on yeah, I I invested in the Core i7 version when it came out and really found like it was pretty darn speedy, which is interesting because I also have a Core i7 um, Mac Mini that I use as my sort of media center. And that thing is just, I don't know what it is, but since 10, Slow. 11, 4, it has just started to drag. And it's mm. got a super, like it's got like a 2.3 or 4 gigahertz Core i7. It's a little short on RAM. I could probably boost that. I really think though it's the spinning disk drive because I'm starting to think that- right the later more recent versions of os 10 are optimized for the solid state since they don't really sell that many mm-hmm. models with just i mean there are still some spinning disc only models in the imac um yeah. but that's about it right like yeah. i don't think in the mini obviously but i think everything else you know they've transitioned to solid state and so either that or there's some something's going wrong with that hardware because it just yeah. <laughs> Like I'll, I was like rebooting it the other day for some reason and it came back in and it was like hitting buttons on the keyboard and it would take like seconds for them to come like the screen yeah. to respond. I was like, what is going on with this? So it's like, do I have to throw this thing out? It's not that old. Like it's not doing that much either. Can you, can you actually upgrade the hard drive in that? So yes, yeah, sort <laughs> of. Uh, Jason actually did one in which he posted six colors. I think he has pretty much the same model I do. The problem is the hard drive, there's actually, a, I believe, a bracket you can get from um, 
from iFixit or OWC or something that there's space for a second drive. So you can actually add a drive. Oh. But the problem is it's all the way at the top of the case, which means when which you flip it over, it's the yeah. bottom and you have to remove pretty everything. much everything. Yeah, and I did that once. I opened up, I mean, like an old one. Like oh, yeah, the first, old ones were first easier, edition. honestly. Yeah, I know, but that, even that wasn't easy. The putty knife I mean, ones, yeah. That, that was hard. I've got one sitting on the floor here. Uh, I promised Lex the hard drive from it about six years ago. I never gave it to him. Um, <laughs> that's, so, why he's not, that's why he's not on today. Yeah, that's. I know he still holds a grudge. He's bitter, yeah. That's fair. Um, I, I was thinking about taking it apart since it's just sitting on the floor here and sending him the hard drive. Uh, i sent him something else in the mail just uh just yesterday so we'll see if he gets that um so yeah i i love the idea of putting a solid state drive in there and at some point if it's like well let's either replace it or put a solid state drive in then i will probably give it a whirl um yeah but i look at jason's instructions and the i fix it instructions and i'm just like oh man that is like an all-day job of like carefully labeling screws (laughs) i won't even i won't even do i mean I won't. I won't buy a um a, a hard drive anymore. A, a Mac with a hard drive in it anymore. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh well. I mean, yeah. The next time I upgrade, I'm definitely um. So my iMac, which I which was bought by MacWorld many years ago, it's a 2011 um is <clears throat> pre-fusion drive, but has an SS small SSD and a one terabyte hard drive. Um. So yeah, it's before be they merge them, and that's fine. I actually right. find this. That's part of the reason I think this machine has lasted so long is that with everything installed on the SSD, it's very speedy. Yeah. Um, even though it's kind of underpowered in terms of, like, it could use some more RAM. Um, it's only got 8 gigs, and it's it's got a pretty speedy processor, too. Like, I, I definitely sprung for a better computer on IDG's dime. <laughs> um, and it's fine, although there is also, I've, as I mentioned before, there's, like, a little blue line that goes, like... <laughs> like a quarter of the way up the screen just oh. like a bunch of dead pixels <laughs> but i i it's been there so long that i really you don't even notice i it don't anymore. even <laughs> notice it anymore every once in a while i'm sitting back i'm like oh that thing and then sometimes i think i'll lost it i'm like oh did it go away nope it's right there just not paying attention to it anymore it's like the it's like the giant squid in the kitchen there's a giant squid in the kitchen <laughs> shh okay don't talk about the giant squid in the kitchen <laughs> that said uh i am every time they update the imax especially with the retina ones i definitely do cast you know envious glances at it yeah, the- but but it's like you have to get up i mean you have to either configure a lower end unit or you have to go up into the higher end units to get a um, solid state drive on those, yeah this is really annoying i imagine that will change as well yeah i mean it always things change dan no in the future <laughs> in the future <laughs> Yeah, I'll then, the only sad thing is I'll have to give up. This is my last uh, Mac with a optical drive. Yeah, right. So I'll have to go I out still, and buy and an I external occasionally at some point. I do use mine. I mainly use it for ripping stuff, but yeah. that does come up because I'll I'll like I haven't like gone through and comprehensively ripped my CD collection, for example. So every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, you know, I want to listen to that CD I haven't listened to in like a decade. Uh, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> If you had Apple Music, you could just listen to it on Apple Music. But not talking about that. Okay. Oh yeah, my son, my son's um, Windows machine um, died. The, the hard drive got corrupted somehow. So um, had the last, this is the last thing I had to burn. Somehow on my yeah, who knows? Um, I had to burn on my iMac was um, a copy of Windows Ten. <laughs> Irony, thy name yes. is Optical Drive. <laughs> but it's back up and running now. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess we can just burn the last uh, few minutes talking about giant squids. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Uh, you better eat it before it eats you first. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 